2: dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Everyone is Hot, the podcast that talks about your favorite stealth sex symbols and the film that turned you on to them. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelley Brooks. And we have a very special mini-sode for you today because we are talking about films that we have never seen before.
0: Mm -hmm. And we've got a big one today, do we not, Michael?
2: Yes. Um so this is a movie that Shelley has seen. Uh probably how many times have you seen this one?
0: Roughly 5 trillion.
2: 5 trillion. Okay.
0: <laughs> In the ballpark of that.
2: <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> we got to we got to get into that. Um so <laughs> yes. all right, without further ado, we are talking about Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho 1960. <laughs> oh god michael Um, i'm
0: so excited that we're talking about this one now i okay before we get started if there's anybody else who has not seen psycho before and they need a little plot synopsis would you like to let them know what psycho is about
2: what an interesting synopsis that you have pulled up (laughs) a uh, phoenix secretary embezzles forty thousand dollars from her employer's client Goes on the run and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother.
0: And once again, we steal these from IMDb, and the quality does vary. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to.
2: I don't want to. Do, people are doing their best. People see they different really are. things in and movies, and they're doing it for free. <laughs> yeah. So, um... yeah, I not,
0: nothing in this is technically wrong.
2: No, nothing is wrong. It's just interesting that we're leading with. I mean, it makes sense. She's she's doing a bad thing um, (laughs) and she is punished for it. Um,
0: (laughs) And I will say that I think that I mean, there's so much sort of like cultural lore around Psycho now that it's been this like, you know, classic for 50 years, 60 years. I do think that if you were someone seeing Psycho for the first time in 1960, which I I don't remember if we said the year, but it's yeah. directed by Alfred Hitchcock, 1960. Um, yeah. If you were someone seeing it for the first time, then I mean, th- there was like a whole sort of like marketing campaign around it that was like very strict about like not letting in, you know, latecomers after a certain point because they didn't want to spoil the twist. Um but yeah if you were seeing it in 1960 this would be your impression in the movie you're like well i guess it starts out with this woman like fucking her boss and then yeah. <laughs> and then her you know stealing the money and running away like that's what the movie's about
2: <laughs> yeah god
0: <laughs> so so what was your impression cuz i mean obviously you had some familiarity with psycho before this cuz it's like there's yes. no escaping it in pop culture
2: there's so many references um to Psycho in pop culture, um, through character names, through specific shots, through Mm -hmm. uh, specific sound cues. And the music for Jaws is inspired by Mm. a lot of the music, a lot of the way the music functions in uh, Psycho. But so I knew a lot going into it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, I'm seeing a movie that everyone has seen. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows the twist. Um, mm-hmm. I know the twist mm-hmm. uh, a real you know Luke Skywalker uh, situation uh, mm-hmm. you know the twist and <laughs> Empire Strike right. you know the movie that I'm
0: referencing yes
2: <laughs> uh, anyway um, I loved it had a grand old time um, really really fun I was surprised by so when Norman Bates first drops in mm-hmm. um, or rather when Marion Crane drops into the Bates Motel
0: mm-hmm.
2: and first interacts with Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh initially I was like, yo, fuck this dude. <laughs> I do not trust him. But then the longer he talked, I kind of felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um my initial, like, I guess, I was just like, oh man, this guy is just sweet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah.
2: uh, he is very well, sweet. This
0: this is the thing. It's like I, you know, doing this podcast. I mean, we tend to focus on people who are maybe not seen as you know so traditionally attractive. I think you know the part of the purpose of the casting of an Anthony Perkins is that one, he's like very traditionally handsome. He's this tall, he's, good-looking guy. Didn't he play
2: Tony in like West Side Story at some point in his in his career?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, something he something to fact check. He was, um, he was a Bobby in Company at one point, because okay. he was good friends with Stephen Sondheim. Yes, um, yeah, but so yeah, and that he also has this sort of tenderness, which I mean, now you know that it was not as a uh, you know common knowledge back in the day, but I mean now we know about him that he was um, most likely gay, possibly bisexual. He was married to women, but I mean he he projected a sort of. Um, non-traditional masculinity, I guess, is sort of, like, tenderness and, like, delicacy yes. that, like, um, yeah, that I think was also part of the purpose of the casting is that, like, it it then makes the, the twist all that more um, surprising but also makes him so much more sympathetic and interesting as a character because, I mean, I haven't read the original novel, but I believe that it's, like, much more sort of brutal because the character is based on, like, Ed Gein. Yeah. I think he's more of, like, a kind of traditional like straightforward kind of monstrous guy and then you have this yeah and then you have this like really interesting (laughs) twist on it in the movie that like you have this you know very sympathetic actor um but yeah which makes it all the more like horrifying
2: (laughs) yes perkins in youth had a boyish earnest quality reminiscent of the young james stewart which Mm -hmm. alfred hitchcock exploited yeah and subverted Uh, yeah wonderful um yeah and yeah. I mean, it's
0: also interesting talking about the sort of um, how f- the familiarity that we all have with it before even seeing it these days. Because, I mean, for example, like something I think about a lot is the the shower scene. That you yes. know, because all of us know what the twist is, we know that it's him dressed as his mother, yeah. killing her in the shower. But I would assume that audiences originally were like, "Oh my God, the mother came and killed her." Yes, because then you hear like the conversation between quote unquote him and quote unquote the mother where he's like oh mother what have you done mother
2: (laughs) god damn i what i would give uh to see him doing uh having that conversation um Mm. (laughs) what i would give just just, uh they've remade uh psycho a a trillion times um
0: have they i mean i know there was there was the one that like shot for shot one but
2: so there was the Gus Van Sant one with Vince Vaughn, which yeah. what the fuck? What I know. <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck? I watched the trailer this morning. Yeah. And uh total, totally miscast. Mm. Um and then there have been sequels to this psycho.
0: Yeah, I've seen sequ- Psycho 2, which actually is very interesting. I just assumed it was going to be kind of like cheap schlock uh to capitalize on on the original, especially because I think that like, you know, Anthony Perkins's career never Never totally recovered after this because he was like so associated with Norman Bates he was typecast for sure, yeah. But I mean, actually, Psycho 2 is like it's pretty good,
2: <laughs> yeah. There's a Psycho 1, 2, 3, and a 4 that is a prequel starring okay. Oz Perkins,
0: um, oh, okay, as yeah, who uh, listeners might know as um, the nerd in Legally Blonde, <laughs> whoa,
2: <laughs> that she helps that. Uh,
0: him get laid.
2: <laughs> Holy moly, yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I, I've um, heard that the other other Psycho sequels are are pretty rough. But but yeah, too, I was like surprisingly, I I found it like surprisingly decent.
2: Yeah. Okay. And there's also I forgot to mention one. I forgot to mention Bates Motel. Have you watched Bates Motel at all?
0: I was briefly obsessed with Bates Motel. I with... loved Bates Motel. <laughs> really? Yes, I did. It. So... I mean, it's it's definitely like. Uh, it, I mean, it's like a teen teen soap in a lot of ways. I mean, it's yes. like yeah i mean it's ridiculous but i mean some of it's very good like vera farmiga is wonderful in it and freddie highmore is really good freddie highmore is perfectly cast mm-hmm. oh. oh he's he's fabulous in it it's it's a really interesting show actually
2: oh okay i, I yeah, got
0: refer to it as murder twink
2: all right uh, yeah i gotta watch murder twink then <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> i watched 10 minutes of Rihanna as uh, oh god <laughs> just just the best the greatest hits of Rihanna as yeah. Marion Crane and that was <laughs> exciting because um, like it's this interesting thing where she's not an actor no <laughs> but uh, boy do I love seeing <laughs> her <theater> on screen
0: <laughs> that's fair no and I mean that that part was interesting because I mean it was clearly sort of like you know they felt like they had to address the you know the movie psycho and like they had to make it big so they have to have you know someone like a a rihanna in it um but it it did feel like very shoehorned in because so much of the show is um yeah just like a completely different entity from the movie but yeah because i mean it's it's like all about like his you know relationship with his mother like before she's died right yeah and there's sort of like weird like freudian like incesty thing that they've got going on (laughs) yeah Yuck. Yeah, yuck. <laughs>
2: mm. I, mmm, disgusting.
0: I might have to rewatch it now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> made, I, me wanna,
0: made me want to go back.
2: <laughs> honestly, I, so I was watching, I was watching Psycho with Jasmine and I was like, yo, after we finish Snowfall, we gotta get into Bates Motel. Um, yeah. Because the first episode kind of reminded me, the first episode of Bates Motel, uh, scratched the, uh, the twin peaks <laughs> itch
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's so. got a little twin peaksiness to it what
2: does it have a little twin peaksiness
0: this is very um, true
2: <laughs> by the way happy birthday david lynch um
0: happy birthday david lynch happy and Federico fellini
2: <laughs> oh my god
0: same birthday <laughs> wow i know small world Two kings
2: two kings
0: <laughs> <laughs> two two kings with weird um sex crazed ids
2: (laughs) oh god so much trauma with those names oh
0: man (laughs) gosh um but yeah so i yeah i i i'm very interested in like when you sort of like first became familiar with psycho because like you said like there are so many references throughout like all of pop culture like you mentioned names uh something we talked about briefly before we got on is that i'm always uh, you know so tickled by like different horror movies that use the name Loomis yes. um, in reference to the movie like the um, what's his name the psych- psychologist or whatever who hunts down Michael Myers in Halloween played by Donald Pleasance. he's named Sam Loomis like the character in Psycho um, Billy Loomis is one of the characters in Scream um, but yeah so do you remember when like was it through a parody was it through just sort of like general film interest that you first kind of came across it
2: oof that's a great question um i feel like psycho is one of those things that i've just always been aware of Mm -hmm. um so there's references to it in pop culture but it's i think when i think about psycho i think about the shower scene a lot and i don't know where i first i don't know where i first saw it but i remember being very very young and being like okay psycho that's a movie that everyone's seen and (laughs) They have like
0: Animaniacs, like The Simpsons and stuff, like all yeah. had sort of <laughs> homage to it.
2: Yeah. And then I just never, uh, I just never watched it. It's in the, it, mm-hmm. I put it in the pile with Mary Poppins and uh, a bunch of other shit that I'm just like, ah, eh, maybe that's not for me. But um, <laughs>
0: two very similar movies, Psycho and Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Gone with the Wind. Uh, yeah. yeah. All the same.
0: Have you seen much like Hitchcock previously?
2: I have not, actually, and I'm thinking back, maybe I saw pff, mm-hmm. Rear Window is Hitchcock, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay,
2: so I remember seeing a TV movie remake of
0: uh, Rear Reeve? Window
2: with Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Uh, a big Christopher Reeve uh, fan.
0: Oh, this week. Um,
2: <laughs> But, yeah, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock, and as I was watching Psycho, I was just like, damn, Michael, like, <laughs> instead of berating myself... For not mm-hmm. having seen these movies. Because there's tons of movies that I've seen that other folks have not seen. Very true. Um, I'm looking at this. I'm choosing to view this as an opportunity for myself and for our podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> our podcast minisodes. Because uh, uh-huh. there are so many movies that I haven't seen. And Alfred Hitchcock, I mean, a mm-hmm. master who mm. he's he feels like a um, a family member who's maybe come to a couple cookouts that I just never made conversation with. <laughs>
0: and yeah.
2: <laughs> you know i i kind of want to see like what's going on with uncle al like
0: yeah
2: <laughs> I, like what's what's really good with vertigo what's really good with the birds
0: did he do you north by vertigo. northwest north by northwest the fuck yeah.
2: up uh, a uh, rope like i rope? know the names yeah. of the movies <laughs> <Yeah>. i know <laughs> some of the trivia got,
0: like, Cyclopedic knowledge of the, the titles
2: i have absorbed yeah. so much ambient uh knowledge mm-hmm. and trivia about this director but i've never actually treated like I loved psycho. I loved yeah. Psycho. Uh so uh I took notes as I was watching the movie mm-hmm. just to make sure that um so full disclosure, I have attention deficit disorder I recently found out. Uh I have ADHD specifically. Yay! Yes
0: <laughs> We love it
2: <laughs> And like there are times where it's just really difficult for me to sit down and watch a movie and that like mm-hmm. And as of late, it's been like kind of a challenge to just sit down and focus on one thing. So I was like, Michael, we're going to really treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to really sit down and fucking focus. Yeah. <laughs> you dummy. Um,
0: no, not dummy. No. Mother. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Mother.
2: <laughs> sit down and watch the movie, Michael. <laughs> Why don't you sit down? <laughs> um.
0: Ooh, we've got a lot of, like, good dead parents' voices in their head in the past couple of weeks, because we just did You Were Never Really Here with Lana Johnston. Yo! Get up straight, you pussy! Come on, pussy!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this is a, uh, I've been really, uh, this is a classic everyone is hot non sequitur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh That's a really fun thing to think about. Another thing I've been thinking about a lot is the concept of tulpas and, like, thought forms and... (laughs) uh like if you
0: follow our social media you might have seen an instagram story (laughs) asking about tulpas
2: girl i'm obsessed with tulpas (laughs) i'm obsessed with tulpas um fuck i the whole time i was like "Ooh, so does norman bates have like a tulpa of his mom like a a thought form of his mother Uh like does he see that in his Uh i don't know i haven't watched Bates, bates motel so don't spoil it for me Um, but I'm assuming maybe she's still like there in, uh, Mm.
0: I would say definitely at least, uh, like in a sort of historical context. So this movie came out in 1960. Yes. Um, and there were several like horror movies, thrillers around that time that had this real interest in, um, sort of like psychological horror, um, like less so, um, yeah, anything sort of supernatural, but more just about like the horrors of the human mind. Yes, uh, like in the same year, um, in 1960, um, the movie Peeping Tom also premiered, which I think ah. is like an interesting sort of comparison to Psycho. Which Norman have you seen was this peeping one? Before? The whole time,
2: I have not seen. He peeping was peeping. Tom. <laughs> he was peeping a lot.
0: There's so much peeping going on. Well, so Peeping Tom is uh, a michael powell movie. it's a a british film that is uh slightly similar it's about uh, a guy who's like a a serial killer he kills with his camera he's got like a a camera tripod uh with like a knife on the end of it he like kills all these women
2: what a fucking convoluted weapon
0: i I know it's a a bit of a heavy-handed metaphor for the voyeurism of cinema (laughs) but um but it's it's really great movie but it also like does a similar thing to psycho in that it's like you know tracing um this like aberrant psychology to the you know relationship with a parent in the case of peeping tom it's with his father who like in the film is like a um a psychiatrist who like or performed like you know sadistic uh you know psychological experiments on his son as a child it was, like and that's why he grew up to kill women <laughs> so yeah i mean i do think that like in this era in particular, especially in sort of like Anglophone movies, that there was a real interest in uh, in horror being grounded and like grounded, quote unquote, but in being psychological grounded, rather yeah. than uh, supernatural. Superna-
2: I, oof, yeah, watching that, I definitely got it. I was like, well, this must have been a totally new thing because um, mm. we spend a lot of time um, not just in like Norman's mind, but we also spend a lot of time just with Marion's thoughts mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. she's driving the car um i feel like the i feel like the music is in a in a way um all right how can i formulate this thought <laughs> so in the scene where Marianne's driving and then she took a sick day mm-hmm. and then her boss sees her later on in the day and he's like
0: he like <laughs> nods
2: he's like uh shaking his head no mm-hmm. and the music cue like I was like, that's that's true. That is a real feeling. Um yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is I know that this feeling so well mm-hmm. um when someone makes eye contact with me or when I disappointed <laughs> someone and uh I I, I loved it. Um
0: yeah. gosh. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, like and it, it is interesting. I mean, thinking about like Hitchcock's sort of arc of his career. Um, so you know, he started in the silent era. Um, and in terms of his like sound movies, like in the thirties, he had a lot of these sort of like, uh, more sort of like lighthearted, uh, almost like comedic kind of quippy sort of mysteries and thrillers and things, right? um, like, you know, the lady vanishes and then in sort of like the forties and fifties, he got into more of his sort of like Hollywood era cause he was like making uh, movies in England first. Yeah. So like, I, I think we watched, um, for a previous episode, shadow of a doubt actually, Oh, um,
2: wait a minute. I saw that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So ah. that was kind of like his 40s era where it was like some of this more sort of like grounded psychological thrillers. And then in the 50s, yeah. he had these big grand movies like The Vertigos and The North by Northwest. And then from like the 60s onward, he got into, and I think that Psycho was kind of the turning point, is that he he got, um I'm trying to think how to phrase this. He got more gross. Like yeah. <laughs> He really sort of like, Whereas he always had this kind of like pervy energy, it had a sort of like more of a like shiny patina in his yeah. earlier films, and then like from Psycho onward, he like really like in, indulged in his sort of like absolute Ungross. perviness. Because yeah. I mean, this this movie does feel seedy, you know. It's like from it, the very beginning where like they've clearly just been fucking, and like it's
2: gross. I love it so much. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> so then
0: he goes on to make movies like. I mean, Marnie, what it's like, you know, basically about Sean Connery like raping Tippi Hedren, <laughs> and and then his like late movies like Topaz and stuff that are all you know when you know it was after the like era of like Hollywood censorship, so he could like show tits, <laughs> like he like really gave into his like more more gross impulses as time went on in a way that I find pretty fascinating.
2: <laughs> oh my God, I did not. So I do have a question for you um, yeah. regarding like the kind of director. Hitchcock is um Mm. who do you think has that energy today in a
0: Mm. modern
2: context like who is doing who is either uh following that same arc or kind of filling the the Hitchcock shaped hole in uh pop culture right now
0: hmm I guess or if it's hmm.
2: multiple directors, it could be multiple yeah, I was um, gonna say maybe like different, different
0: aspects of Hitchcock, I think maybe different directors, Phil. I mean, like I think that you could definitely argue like a Tarantino being uh, somewhat similar because I mean he is a very yeah. like technically accomplished director who also is a big old perv <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, um this is i this is gonna seem like completely counterintuitive, but there's something about like Darren Aronofsky. As like a much um, worse filmmaker, but who does remind me of some of the more um, negative aspects of of Hitchcock as a filmmaker in that like, you know, Hitchcock famously like, you know, treated his actors like cattle. And I I think that Aronofsky like is a similar kind of uh sadist sometimes towards his characters and you know, potentially his actors. <laughs> what do you mean?
2: The whale looks like it's gonna be a uh, grand old time at the <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: movies. Yeah, no one has, you know, seemed to come away with their reaction that he uh, absolutely abhors all of his characters yeah. and, <laughs> and looks down on them. <laughs> Does he fucking
2: God damn, that's so true? Oh god. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like I think that like you know Black Swan, I could see like a little bit of like late uh Pervy Hitchcock in that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, but I guess maybe like in terms of like uh, the, I mean it's hard to have a Hitchcock right now, especially like the Hitchcock that we all know the most, his sort of like mid career Hollywood like you know big budget thrillers, you know, yeah. working with movie stars. Um. Yeah, it, like, there's just like we don't have that kind of film industry anymore. We don't have that kind of (laughs) film
2: industry. As you were saying this, I was thinking about like the directors that uh, the culture is like really passionate about. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, they're good directors. Like fucking Jordan Peele. Uh, But like, there are people that are also like Jordan Peele. Wow. He's like the next Spielberg. I'm just like, chillax. He did like three movies. Can you (laughs) fucking, can you fucking sit down? Like get out was a fun fucking time. Let him like, like, fuck off Good. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> i could i could kind of see that though because i do think that like you know one of i mean psycho not quite as much but i mean one of the like great things about so many of hitchcock's movies is that they are genuinely funny yeah um so i do think that like peel has something in that way because i mean like especially like even just looking back on his like you know the film parodies that were on like key and peel Oh, yeah. um, he's got like a you know obviously like a pretty encyclopedic knowledge of of like film as a medium
2: yes he's a smart Ari guy Aster maybe yeah
0: Ari Aster is kind of yeah
2: Ari Aster I like that one technical That's, and kind
0: of yeah kind of yeah, hates his characters and like kind of takes like a sort of like perverted delight in, in, in their misery he, but is like kind of funny about it
2: he's curious <laughs> he's very curious about it and he Oh God! I watched one of his short films. I haven't watched many uh, Ari Aster. Oh yeah, movies I, that...
0: it was when I was at, <laughs> I was at the apartment that you watched, <laughs> right? <laughs> raping your dad.
2: Oh God! Strange thing about the Johnsons. Yes. yeah. <laughs> God, that movie was a feel bad film. But he was like, "I want to write a feel bad film that no one else would make. No one will right. make. Th- no one will tell this story. Yeah, um, because no one wants to tell this story. Right. I am sick and <laughs> disgusting." So he made, I watched it and I was like, damn, it was, it was a little bit, um, there's a small part of me that did like, it's so awful, um, to behold that I had to laugh. Um, Oh yeah.
0: No. And I think that like, I, I remember when Hereditary came out and so many of the reviews originally were just like, this is the most scary, disturbing movie. Like this is so unrelentingly bleak, yada, 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 which is I think true, but I think that after seeing, but one, when I first saw it, I literally laughed out loud in the theater um, when it cuts to the credits and it's playing both sides now. (laughs) I thought that was such a (laughs) fucking funny choice. And then after seeing Midsommar, which I think is hilarious, that like really recontextualized hereditary for me. And I was like, oh, this guy makes these like extremely bleak comedies, basically, like horror comedies almost.
2: (laughs) God. All right. I gotta I gotta go deep on Ari Oster then.
0: Yeah. Taking that. <laughs> I note... think a lot of people hate him, but I act, I'm I'm I think I'm an Ari Oster defender. I think I like him.
2: <laughs> um okay, watch Ari Oster. Um
0: and I think yes. also another thing, like I mean, speaking of the differences in the industry now, I think another reason why it would be hard to name someone who is like a contemporary Hitchcock is that by the time Hitchcock made Psycho. He'd made like five million movies. I mean, like I oh, said, right. he'd been in silent films. I mean, he he was prolific. He he made so many films, and so he had a chance to have this incredibly varied career, and also to like really develop as like a technician and as an artist over the decades. And I mean, how you know we were talking about Jordan Peele. He's what mid mid forties now, probably, hmm. and he's been able to make three movies. Yeah. Whereas, like you know, by the time Hitchcock was in his forties. He'd he'd made a lot of movies. At least
2: forty nine, um, over over fifty. Um, damn, I'm fucking so curious now. Um, (laughs) hmm. I don't want to make a. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's just I think it's like almost impossible to compare some of these like old Hollywood directors to contemporary ones because they just had the opportunity to make so so many films over their Mm. careers, you know.
2: I mean, I am gonna do my damnedest. Um, (laughs) because that's, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting how the industry has changed. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think really for the better, but it's, it's, I think it's important to, to think about, um, every Mm -hmm. time a special movie comes out today because um you know we live in the post-apocalypse where uh everything (laughs) that gets made has to be based off of an existing intellectual property that's already Mm -hmm. made money so that studios can (laughs) you know uh profit and uh yeah no Uh, and things
0: like just like they develop over so many years now i mean like you know, the studio system certainly had plenty of flaws, but I mean, yes. it, it meant that, like, people were able to churn out movies really quickly. Like, I mean, I went to see um The Miracle of Morgan's Creek last night at Film Forum, which is one of my favorite movies. Is my first Why time seeing it the Why aren't the kids clapping yeah, hey,
2: for you? Yeah,
0: hey, kids are- Miracle kids. of Morgan's Creek! Fucking Miracle clap! Morgan's Creek.
2: Fucking <laughs> clap!
0: But just thinking about, like, Preston Sturges and, like, how he was able to have, basically, this, like, repertory company of actors that he worked with, and he was able to I mean, Miracle of Morgan's Creek, you know, came out in the early '40s, and it was like responding directly to World War II. Whereas, mm. like, I feel like oftentimes now, it's like if you tried to make a movie that was that relevant and contemporary, it would be in development for like you know six years, and then by the time you actually can film it, it's like not really that relevant anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get a treasure trove of pandemic movies. Uh, oh yeah, in, it's, it's, gonna another... so
0: it's, it's gonna suck so bad. It's gonna suck.
2: We're already getting kind of. I mean. Movies are re- are starting to reference uh, the pandemic, which is yeah interesting. But I'm also like, get you know what, fuck, fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're not about none of these movies are about what's actually happening in the right. world and right. with uh, the human condition. Goddamn, yeah. none of them. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, so I, upsetting to me.
0: <laughs> it's so true. I mean, it's like in the movie last night. I mean, it came out in I want to see, say, um, forty three, maybe. Um, I'll double it. 44. So, and, like, there are jokes in it about, I mean, you know, the whole plot of the movie, we've talked about it, I think, before in the podcast is, you know, this woman ends up having uh septu- or septuplets, I think? Six babies. Whatever. Um, And there's, like, a whole Six long, duplets. like... So, yeah, and there's a whole, like, like string of jokes at the end about, like, how she's given birth to, you know, a new generation of soldiers, and, like, Hitler oh gets God. pissed off about it, and Mussolini's so upset about it, he resigns. <laughs> like... Like I just can't imagine like being able to turn around a movie so quickly right now that you could like <laughs> have jokes that are that relevant.
2: Nope, uh, <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Ah, uh, so we have a couple minutes left. Um, the podcast is called "Everyone Is Hot." <laughs> um, my question for you is, uh, in psycho, who's the who's the who's the hot person? Who's like the interesting? Uh, mm. c- celebrity sex symbol <laughs> in Psycho.
0: Well, I mean, c- can you really choose anyone other than Anthony Perkins? I mean, I I love Martin Balsam who plays the detective. I'm a big yeah, fan I mean, of him as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's got to be it's Tony Perkins, right?
2: Yeah, I guess it is Tony Perkins. Um, and I, I mean, will say,
0: we d- we discussed briefly how um, previous guest Kyle Turner wanted to talk about Anthony Perkins, and I yes. I nixed it because I was like, he's just too like traditionally handsome he played leading man roles but i do think the psycho is an interesting exception there because he's playing such a fucking weird guy <laughs> but like his being handsome is all all part of the strangeness of the performance you know
2: right right um there was a guy at the end of the movie is mm-hmm. I, I don't think he was the like the detective who gets killed mm-hmm. um there's like a a very avuncular uh police like uh cop guy okay. who basically explains the plot of the movie.
0: Oh, the uh, the doctor guy who's like, well, yes. <laughs> it's a matter it of like, psychosis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I thought
2: he I thought he had an interesting thing going on. Um, yeah, and also and an interesting guy. placement in the story.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is say just. That- <laughs> that poor guy has been like shot on so much like throughout sort of like film criticism history for being like we had this like great movie then this guy comes in and explains the whole plot. But he does a very good job considering that he was loaded with like all this exposition.
2: <laughs> yeah, Simon Oakland, Dr. Fred Richmond. Um yeah. You know what? I think he's got to be the hottie for our show just because like <laughs> he he really doesn't get uh he doesn't get to have any fun at all. It's I just know. All right, you're just gonna read this fucking these fucking lines. So, <laughs> I think the mind is an interesting thing. Like, it, like,
0: yes. Oh, oh it's god.
2: Like the movie ends, and then there's this post credits. Like, so this is what you just saw. Yeah. a man who thinks he's his mother <laughs> killed the lady. So he did it, but he didn't do it because his mom did it because she lives because she's dead because she's in his mind. So you see, he did it, and he did not.
0: Both. It's perfect. Things. Yeah. Uh, perfect screenwriting, I, <laughs> wouldn't change a word.
2: <laughs> wouldn't change a word, it's really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Though it is nice that you get this like long, sort of like slightly dry explanation of everything that you've just seen happen but that it doesn't end there. I feel like a lesser movie would have just stopped there and been like, and that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead we get that nice, like little like grace note at the end of him sitting there, like as mother being like, wouldn't hurt a fly. No, wouldn't hurt a fly. Look
2: at me being a good boy. And then the, oof, you <laughs> and then see, the, skull- like, the skull, the skull scared the shit out of me. It's Let so me scary. tell you, I tried <laughs> to watch psycho, uh, three times this week fell asleep the first two times because i was drained by my day job but uh-huh. by the third time i was like i'm ready let's go mm-hmm. i was having a hard time during uh dr richmond's uh <laughs> exposition i was like I what the know. fuck is this but the <laughs> second we got our boy back on the screen um <laughs> and he's over here just like i'm a good boy i'm not gonna do nothing i'm nice you look at the flies on my hand i'm not gonna do nothing look I, I'm a good boy my mom knows I'm a good boy like oh god
0: oh it's so good
2: oh, I it's want to remake so this good. movie so bad
0: <laughs> talk to Gus Van Sant first to uh, see if he can offer some advice <laughs> it's been through the ringer we should watch Psycho 2 though it is uh, surprisingly good
2: <laughs> maybe we watch Psycho 2 uh, sometime let's go through the Psychos yeah let's go through the Psychos let's go through the Psychos let's go through some of the uh, Hitchcocks uh, I love
0: it yeah. Listen, I, I know that I was just talking about how he's too handsome for this podcast, but maybe we can find some other Tony Perkins to do because man, he's so good. Say, I was just he's about so to say good. Tony Perkins because he's he's
2: there's a special thing about him. He's like in his time. He's not like all the other guys. He's no John mm-hmm. Gavin. Um. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, no, he yeah, he's great. And like I think he's also like, you know, such an important Um. You know, figure to look at in sort of like queer history, queer Absolutely. film history, um, famously dated Tab Hunter, um, you know, Hollywood Beefcake Tab Hunter. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I heard an anecdote that apparently they, I guess this was, I can't remember when exactly they were dating, but apparently they would go to the movies oh God. together and sit on opposite sides of the theater so they wouldn't be seen together, but just like know that they were in the theater together at the same time.
2: That is beautiful he, is, I a, know. Gonna he cry. is how is there not a how is there not a tony and tab movie um
0: there is is a documentary about tab hunter that came out a few years ago um but there should be a tony and tab uh fiction movie i would like that oh, very much
2: god and he was in something he was in polyester
0: yeah no and it, he he was in a bunch of great movies like he was in Greece orson was the trial um tony perkins was yeah i mean it yeah. We're, this is another episode for another day, but we will certainly get oh, into Oh, God.
2: Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> this guy is so fucking dumb hot. Jesus fucking Christ. I know. <laughs> God Literally <damn>. insane. <laughs> the biggest fucking dick on the block. Tab Hunter. My God.
0: So look forward, listeners, to our upcoming episode, <laughs> Biggest Dick on the Block.
2: Biggest Dick on the <laughs> colon, Block. Colon Tab yeah. Hunter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, well, Michael, we we've been all over the place on this one, but I am so glad that you finally saw Psycho. Uh, this is I so am exciting. I am
2: too. I am too. Um, I'm going to recommend a movie for you. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about it on our next minisode.
0: I'm so excited. I watched it this week, and it was fabulous.
2: Yes, we'll talk about trust on our next minisode. Yes. Hal Hartley, very here we come. <laughs> oh, we're walking down the block with our <laughs> big-ass dicks. Biggest, <laughs>
0: looking out for the biggest dick we can find. Tab, are you here? <laughs> 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 Yoo-hoo, Tab.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Tab? <laughs> uh,
0: oh, Michael, what should the listeners do in the meantime?
2: Uh, stay Horny. Horny. <laughs>